Ken Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to another edition of The Weekend Show. As you might suspect, I am being joined by my powerful co-host Garrett. Say hello to our loyal listeners, Garrett. Mastodon! Pterodactyl! Triceratops! Sabertooth Tiger! Tyrannosaurus! Yes! What Tiger Zord? Nah. 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 I think, I think any of his are lame. Well, if the clue didn't give it to you, this week we're talking about our favourite TV show, Power Rangers, from Power when Rangers. we were kids. Power Rangers is awesome. We love Power Rangers, so we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. A year early, but who cares? We'll probably talk about it again in a year when the film's out. Yeah, but still. The, uh, Lionsgate Pictures have recently bought the rights and have commissioned a new film. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in our main segment. Also, we'll have our favourite stories from the week in Who Knew's Best and uh, the institution that is Netflix. Exciting stuff, Gar. Yes. But before we get to all that fun, how was your week, Gar? How, uh, how are you getting on? I'm doing okay. I'm having a, a decent week. Gar's having a very good week. I'm employed. Gar got a job. Hooray! It's not quite full-time, but who cares? Yeah, but it's like... Work. <laughs> nearly full-time. And uh, that article that we talked about in FSM, they're going to finally pay you. Yeah, you say finally. It's like <laughs> it's not like they were like, we're not paying you. It's just that they happen to be paying me this week. How long did it take? What, a month? Like two months. Yeah, but I assume it's like they, it, there's a lag between when they get the money from the thing that they they spend, you know. Yeah, okay. That, that kind of makes sense, I guess, after after you get all the all the, the magazine buys, then you get the money. Yeah. And then you pay you, people. You pay out. Thank you, by the way, FSM. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for paying me for my work <laughs> in accordance to labor laws. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a working man, Ken. I, I, I'm doing what we call a can. I've come straight to, from work for this podcast. Yes. Gareth's very dedicated to your listening pleasure. That sounded weird, but it's, it's not It's not as weird as I, it sounded. Yeah. The true truth is like travel all the way to Ken's house from work. Then I'll travel home. Go to bed. Gareth, you work very strange hours because uh, let, uh, enlighten the listeners without going into too much detail about what you do in your new job that you have now. I watch football. Or soccer for American fans. <laughs> yeah. So, not going to elaborate. That's what I do. Watches, <laughs> it is what I do. Gar watches soccer for a living. Yeah. Be jealous. Yeah. Not bad. So basically what you'd be doing on the weekends anyway, you just get paid to do now. Yeah. I'm assuming they don't fire me. Yeah. So six months probation. They can fire me at any time. Yeah. But you know. Actually, no. They can fire me with a week's notice. How can they? Yeah. But they usually give you like uh, a week's pay in lieu of notice so you don't F anything up. Yeah. But, <laughs> start taking computers uh, imagine that kind of meeting where they just call you into the office and it's like Gar you're just not watching football well enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're really messing up the football watching here Gar Gar you're just like you're, you're doing no punditry whatsoever <laughs> yeah you're not watching any of the football when you're supposed to be watching the football so you're out you're out like maybe maybe you'd be more comfortable watching rugby or something yeah you're not watching some weird Australian football uh, I'll, I'll be doing I think next Friday morning Aussie rules. No, no, not that one. Like Australian soccer. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Which I was, I was also watching a bit of today. If you had to watch that, you'd be like, what's going on? Yeah. But anyway. G'day, mate. I catch the ball and for some reason I can punch each other and then we can catch the ball some more and, and claim a fair catch. G'day, mate. Koala bears. Perfect. I don't remember ever seeing us having Australian listeners, Ken. If, if we did, it's not that many. So we can just alienate them all. Yeah, we can just like... 
Plus, I hate Australians. I'm not afraid to say it. They're the most arrogant <laughs> race of people on the earth. <laughs> you hate Australians. Just blanket. I work in customer service. Ken, Ken, Hugh Jackman. There's, he's the exception that proves the rule. Okay. I work in customer service, as I just mentioned, Gary, before you cut me off. I cut you off all with, the time. Yeah, that's, that's the point did, of this podcast. You did. You did. You did, you, you did cut me off with Hugh Jackman as well. So, yeah. worth it. But, uh, yeah, they're very difficult to deal with. Very what? entitled, I find. Okay. All of them? Well, not all of them. Some are quite easygoing, but it's just like, you're like a race of mongrel people. <laughs> you know, a mixture of Irish and English and Welsh and Scottish convicts. Yeah, mongrels. <laughs> Stop being so entitled when it comes to customer service. You just, just take what I give you. I mongrel think we're gonna get, uh, well, mongrel people. If it's, if it's one thing, if it's one thing uh, we'll never get is a... An award for tolerance from Australian listeners. No, no, but, we won't. Uh, Mongrel people. It's my podcast and I can say what I want. <laughs> yeah, suppose it is. Um, no, we don't mean you're mongrels or anything, but, That's, you know. You, that, that is the word that came out of your mouth to describe yeah, the Australians. But like, they say it in terms of dogs, and dogs don't take offense. Because dogs are too dumb to take offense. You're saying Australians are too dumb to take offense, so they're dumb mongrels now too, Ken? Honestly, Digging yourself further for, into for, a on hole? A, on a side note, how cute would it be if dogs took a class action lawsuit against humans for calling them mongrels. And they went to and they went to court wearing suit and ties. Well, would it go to the court the Supreme Court uh, of dogs that John Oliver made? Yes. Of which one of them died recently. Yeah, so they had to put they had to, take, <laughs> they had to put the dog down. Take him outside. Uh what's the old saying? Take him out behind the woodshed. Yeah. It's what he signed up for. So younger. Yeah, uh, I've had a pretty uneventful week, uh, especially since we only did a podcast on Monday. Yeah. Uh I've been grappling about where to go on holidays, so uh, so if you have any suggestions, uh, let us know at TWSKK on Twitter and at Facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. Yeah, just send Ken somewhere. Send Ken somewhere. Hashtag send Ken somewhere. Mm. I don't know. Kuala Lumpur. No. Tokyo again. I would love to go back to Tokyo, but uh, my girlfriend won't go for it. Dominion is in June again. Go see New Japan. New Japan mm-hmm. Dominion. Mm. Yeah, I would like to go see that, but uh, alas, no. Yeah, so um, I'm struggling about where to go. So if you have any suggestions, let us know on the social Iceland. medias. I, I like the idea of Iceland. Mm-hmm. Like you see it in a lot of films these days. Like they, they shoot it there for the landscape. Uh, like Oblivion recently and, and stuff like that. Um, so Game of Thrones films up there, doesn't it? It does as well. Uh, uh, so How yeah. would you know? You've never watched it. I know things about Game of Thrones. I've actually sat on the Iron Throne, Gar. Have you? <laughs> no, I don't suppose I have. Jelly? Uh, not really it looks uncomfortable it is quite uncomfortable it's made out of fiberglass yeah it's not even made out of real swords that's disappointing and like someone's like you don't even watch game of thrones you don't know the significance of the throne i was like i imagine there was some kind of war and the throne is made out of swords from said war and they're like damn it (laughs) 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 yes uh george R. R. martin's books yeah send Uh, ken somewhere yeah, I've also you been, can't go to Australia. That's out. That's out. People in Australia, they like they look at my passport and go, "You're the you're the guy from the radio." <laughs> what up, Mongols? <laughs> then they beat you up and hit you with their giant boot. Yeah, the Simpsons reference. They put me in a pit full of koalas. Koala, and then then they'll they'll starve the koalas of their eucalyptus because koalas are high all the time. Yeah, in case people didn't know that, they're actually high on eucalyptus, which makes them like like tame and passive. Yeah, if, whereas if they're not high on eucalyptus. They're aggressive little buggers. Apparently, they're really, really, really angry. Yeah. Uh, by the way, can you say eucalyptus or... Um, let me hear it one more time. Eucalyptus. That sounded weird when you said it. Fine. 
Okay. Why are you being mean to me, Ken? Sorry, Gar. Because bully Gar. This yeah. podcast has suddenly turned into bully Gar time. And Australians. Well, uh, that's understandable. Of course. But Gar. <laughs> Our vendetta against Australians uh, clear. New Zealand. New Zealand. You should go to New Zealand. It's like nice Australia. It's probably expensive. It's kind of like New Zealand is to America what Canada is. It's like the nicer version of America. Yeah. It's like an upgrade. The nicer, safer version. With less Australians. I, I read a statistic there, like in Toronto... Uh, there's like six gun deaths in one year. I can't remember what year it was, and half of them were from people that came from America. <laughs> oh, it's sad. It is. I've also been grappling with uh my, you know, ongoing commitment to get fit and <laughs> diet, yeah. and then it's like totally ruining it by like, like every so I'll go a few days by doing well, uh, doing well, like eating well, you know, getting a bit of exercise, and then you just go, I've done well. I I can I can afford to binge. And eat like pizza and ice cream and chocolate. Yeah. Uh, I've recently discovered a love for brioche. Okay. I don't know. What is brioche? It's like soft, buttery uh, bread and often has chocolate in it. That sounds all right. It's delicious. I, I have one in, in my kitchen and I'm going to give it to you for the road when you go home. So mm. you can have sustenance for your journey. My journey home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just, I was the same this week. It's like, yeah, I'll get fit. But uh, after work, I went and bought a shamrock shake. Like on Monday we watched Raw, so I just started like a bunch of junk. Yep. Um It's the way the world works. Yes, Can't watch wrestling without gummies. Mor- yesterday morning for breakfast I had two panel chocolates <laughs> and a hot chocolate. <laughs> I was like, it's morning time, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, this isn't real food. I chased it this down. This doesn't have an effect on my body. <laughs> yeah, I chased it down in the evening with with uh pizza and chips and chicken. <laughs> so uh I've not been succeeding so far. That's not very good. Um I did have a good week in the sense that uh, uh, in my job now, I'm, requ- I'm required to do a bit of recruitment because I mm-hmm. recently became a manager. And we do these like recruitment days where we like recruit a bunch of people at once to kind of group exercises and role plays and observing them have and stuff you, like that. Have you had to ask people to make something out of straws? No, I have not. We, we've abandoned that. I hope so. Yeah, uh, I won't get into that. It's a, it's a sore spot. I think we, we talked about it, haven't we? I, I'll maybe tell you the story someday if I haven't. I think, yeah, I think I think we discussed Strawgate on the show. Strawgate on the show we have maybe but uh if you're curious and you ever meet me on the street just stop me and ask me about the straw story and i'll tell you or just you know listen to every episode yeah we might have mentioned it or have we <laughs> who knows yeah it's just uh, yeah listen to every episode for a thing that's not there the game is afoot but there's two things that happen at these hotels when they when they set what up hotel it was the, the rochestown park near mm-hmm. in, in rochestown near mm-hmm. douglas Good hotel. um they always do like tea and biscuits and coffee for a part of the day. They kind of set you up with that. Like they give you the room, but they also kind of set up refreshments as part of the cost. And uh, they always give you loads of biscuits. And I always Ken. binge a lot of biscuits. Sorry again. Biscuits. Sorry again. Good job. Um, like this time they were like shortbread, homemade shortbread. Ooh. There's like the normal kind and then there was a chocolate chip kind. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I'm trying to be good. But then I ate like 20 biscuits. <laughs> See when people, it's like take as many as you like. It's like, hmm. and like the the the. It's like, it's like my new workplace has. Uh, it's, like, it's just like oh, there's a bunch of cereal there. Fair game if you want it. It's like, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't let me have all of the cereal. But uh, and the candidates weren't eating them, and I was just like, oh my god. Like I think I I there was like three or four plates of biscuits. I probably ate a plate and a half of them. <laughs> it's weird actually. Whenever I go like a job interview or anything, and like no matter what they offer me, I always say no. You feel like it's a test. Yeah, it's like do you want some water, and it's just like they're just asking do you want some water. And usually, sometimes I ask get super dry during interviews. Yeah, but it's like no. 
Like, I don't want your 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 devil water. <laughs> yeah, I challenge myself to you know, like dry myself to death trying to yeah. get this job. And then the guy before you asked for the water, and they're like big X through his application. <laughs> yeah. or like just guy. rip it in front of him. You had to ask for the water, didn't you, Jamie? Jamie is the name of the guy that went before you. Yeah, I'm just guessing. I'm hypothesizing. Jamie, it could be a girl. Could be boy or girl. That's a. But what's the name for a uh, 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 thing that could be a uh, boy or girl's name? Unisex. Is it? Is it just unisex? Maybe there's something else. I thought that had a word. We're 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 meandering a bit. I want to go on to some stuff, Gar. Yeah. I want to tell my story, Gar. Go on. I got free biscuits, but they also like give you pens. They like loads of pens, like with the name of the hotel on them. Like they're like clicky pens, and they're really good. Yeah. So there was like twenty of them, or there was like twenty or thirty of them uh, for all of the candidates and ourselves. And I stole um, 17 of them. <laughs> that reminds me of my young, my young scientist days, Ken. Yeah. The, the sole reason I do, did the young scientist was to get three pens. You were in pens for years. I still I have like two boxes worth of them. So like other managers really hate doing these recruitment days, but I like biscuits and pens. <laughs> I am in. That's all I need in my life. But like, I like the, the recruiters who were there were just laughing because I was stealing pens. Then another recruiter got in the act and thought it was a really good idea and started stealing the pens too. <laughs> He's like, we're paying for them. We might as well take them. And they also give you sweets as well, like hard sweets. Yeah. Sucky candies. Like like mint humbugs. Yeah, or Esco, Eskimo mints or fruit, uh, a fruit assortment. So mm. it's actually like some people hate doing it. I'm like, free stuff. Free stuff. That, stuff the, the moral of the story is if, if people give you free stuff, take all of it. And like, it's, it's, it's like hardwired in, in, my, in my DNA. I don't know if it's with other people, but... Uh, if 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 if, uh, if there's a free pen to be had, it's like I'll do nearly anything. Yeah. You want me? You want to draw my blood for an experiment? Is sure. there a free pen? I have. I, I got a stack of like fifty give blood pens. Yeah. Or pencils. It's just a stack of them. I annoyed the lady at the stand so much. She's like, "If I give you fifty of these, will you go away and never come back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> didn't give a drop of blood. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a drop of blood. <laughs> I've never given blood in my life. Yeah. Um, what else is coming up this week? Uh, 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 Roadblock is tonight. W yes. Roadblock. The Mar last. Marriage to WrestleMania was a much better name for that show. It was. It was a witty wordplay, and we admire wordplay on the because it's in March. At, at March, it's a pun. WrestleMania, it's what's happening. Yeah, I guess they're trying to bring it in line with Fast Lane kind of Road to WrestleMania idea. Lame. It is quite lame. But Mar uh, Marriage to WrestleMania is a good a good name. But I I do think it's a good move because the the lead up to WrestleMania is on unsufferably long or insufferably probably a better way to put it mm -hmm. that's the correct terminology but it's like so long and they never do anything with it they always do all the stuff with like either really early on and then at the last minute yeah and it's just like it's just so long so uh it's good it's a wise move uh the only risk there is that some of the big stars are competing and you don't want to risk them getting an injury well hunter's old hunter might tear his quad or something both quads at like the same his, time like his dad Vinnie mac <laughs> yeah but uh, we'll probably review that next week and talk the implications. On we'll do a, a who knows best slot on it about the road to WrestleMania. It's, it's bound to have some main implications, so yep. we'll we'll spend some more time on it next week. But uh, and we will definitely do a WrestleMania review. But if we digress, we better get on with the show, Gar. The actual the, the 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 segments, the segments, the body of the show. Did Gar and Ken ramble about things that pop into their head? Yeah, I like rambling about things that pop into my head. Though it's good fun. It is fun. That's why we do it every week. Yeah. And maybe that's why we don't have that many listeners because they listen to the first 10, 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes and they're like, what are these guys talking yeah. about? The icebreaker chat, which is what this segment is called. It is actually an actual segment. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, oh, five minutes, what are we doing this week? 
What is this, what are we at now? Like probably 20? Nearly 16 minutes. Nearly 16 minutes of this. I thought it's pretty good. I'm sure you're enjoying it. Yeah. I'm sure the people at home call it the switch off segment. But, <laughs> uh, we should add timestamps just so you can skip by it. It's time for mine and yours favorite segment, Gareth, besides Netflix or all my favorite I was about segments. To, I was about to say, you usually say Netflix is our favorite segment. That was just like whatever, whatever comes across your mind. They're all our babies, Gareth, and I love them all equally. Like, like they're my children. So they're all your favorite cop out. I love them all. <laughs> it's time for... Who News Best? Do you want to take us to our first toy, Gar? Yep. Um, I saw this on, I think it was Quartz yesterday. You know, science can explain pretty much everything now, can. Even why certain things taste good together. Someone did a study about why milk and cookies work. They got, like, money for this? I hope he did. Just because, just like, someone paid me to test the milk and cookies why do milk and cookies work well together? Got a six-year research grant at, <laughs> at, at Yale University or something. Where it was just like all of that money was spent on milk and cookies. Where he's just dipping the milk in the cookies and just eating it one by one for like six years. Just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny, funnily enough, they all taste good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Matthew Harting is a professor uh, at American University. Of uh, chemistry, we might add. Yes, told Quartz that it's partially due to chemical compounds interacting on our tongue. Interesting. Yeah. Chocolate is a combination of cocoa butter, pure fat, and cocoa powder, which it wouldn't ordinarily mix. But chocolate also contains chemicals called, and I'm probably going to butcher this, phospholipids. Uh, phospholipids. And you nailed that. See, you, you, you allowed my, my stumbling to get... To, to, to swoop in and then pronounce it correctly. I learned from your mistakes. Yeah. Which acts as emulsifiers and allows food with a lot of fat, like oil and cocoa butter, to mix with substances without fat, like water and cocoa powder. Milk is also full of emulsifiers. Without them, like fellow Harting has explained, the, the fat in milk would pool at the top, similar... Oh, this is all mumbo jargon. <laughs> uh, chocolate chips have lots of fat in them. When they hit the, uh, your tongue, the, the emulsifiers in the milk help to smooth out the chocolate as you're eating it. Though your tongue can pick up the full body taste of the cookie, eventually the milk quickens this process and makes your tongue receive an even cookie coating. Without it, the cookie might have been a little more gritty. Interesting. And you thought this would be a good story? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was neat. Like uh, literally, we, we, we need nearly have just mentioned one sentence and yeah. then that's it. Cookies and milk work well together because science... That's what the segment is. But it, it, it is interesting that people actually get, get kind of like money and grants to actually research this stuff. Yeah, and people actually put time into like, it's like milk and cookies taste nice together. But why? Or I mean, this is a burning question of society. Where the man on the street will go, milk and cookies taste good together. I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with not knowing because it's just a fact of life. Or can, as a certain friend, probably of the show, I'm not sure, but probably would go, milk and cookies taste good together. Nom 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 cookie. Exactly. Cookie Monster's our friend. He probably would dispense with the milk. Yes. I would say. He's like, milk, that's for pussies. (laughs) He's a a pure cookie kind of guy. Remember when Cookie Monster went PC? He's like, uh, cookies are a sometimes food. They stopped, like, what did they call him during that time? Because they weren't allowed to call him Cookie Monster anymore. Celery Monster, the sometimes food monster. Bullshit. Yeah. And then they were like, wait a second, that's dumb. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me, Ken. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie. Starts with C. Although Sesame Street has gone to HBO, so he's now the cocaine monster. <laughs> yeah. Gotta or get a bit of gritty realism in dark, there. Gritty prostitution monster or something. Apparently, Gar, because uh, we're not done with this, surprisingly. Oh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. 
Uh, milk also helps mellow out the vigor of the sweet cookie flavor. Mm. Cook, uh, I think this is a quote from our, our friend Mr. Hartling. Uh, cookies are meant to assault our senses a little bit with their sweetness and their shock of flavor. Mm. We can call it a shock. That's like it's, yeah. It's just like it's like sherbet is a shock. Yeah, exactly. Cookies are like. Oh, good. He's still going here. He's still going about this. Yeah. But sometimes that kind of intensity is not what we're craving. Sometimes we need milk to calm it down a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if he did. So, the, so they kind of even each other out is what he's saying. Yeah. It's kind of yin and yang, a bit of balance to the universe, all that good stuff. Uh, There's like another six paragraphs in the story. I cut those out. What the hell were they talking six about? Six paragraphs. <laughs> you cut out six paragraphs. I feel like we've been talking about this forever yeah. already. Uh, apparently it doesn't work with water, though. It's not the same thing. Well, water's yucky alone. Yeah, it hasn't got any nice things like fat in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. Another uh, another animal's fat, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to... Oh, it said that. Oh, that's what it says in the script. Oh, yeah, Mr. Ken's like, oh, I'm going to make a, a funny point. Oh, wait, it says it in front of me. Excellent. But uh, that's enough said about that. Yeah, cookies and milk work well together. Who knew? Yeah. Now, Science did. Now we all did. Science, Science knew. Science knew. Uh, we all love a good moan, Gar. I, I, I love a mo- good moan as much as the next person. I believe we spent 15 minutes doing it. Yeah, moaning is fun. Moaning is, it's, it's like objectively fun. Just like, just give out about things. Let all steam, just rant. Rant over? Yeah. Uh, but this next person is taking things to bizarre extremes. Out of the 8,670 noise complaints at Washington's Reagan International Airport, or Reagan if you're an American. Yeah. I like that you, you, you went straight to the Irish pronunciation of, of Reagan yeah. rather than Reagan. And then like, it's like, ugh, Reagan, fine. I suppose to say it like he wanted people to say it. Fine, Reagan National Airport. Is that is that fine? Is that is that okay now, Gar? I suppose so. Uh, rec- they received that many complaints last year. In case Gar's rude interruption made you forget, it was eight thousand six hundred and seventy. Thanks. <laughs> Do you like what I did there? You interrupted me. <laughs> I interrupted you. It's like the interrupting show with Gar Kidney. Yeah. Uh, officials say a whopping six thousand five hundred of them came from the same person. Take it, Gar. Yeah, one person can one single person. That's like th- like three quarters of those complaints. By that one person. The Washington Post reports that officials at the Metropolitan Washington Airport's Authority, the MWA, I'm sure that's their acronym. MWA. 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 Have said that one unidentified, unfortunately they're unidentified, because it's like, I, I totally asked them for an interview for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, show and tell us what you're giving out. Uh, one unidentified Washington resident was responsible for like three quarters of those complaints. And Ken, just to, to do the numbers there, that's 18 complaints. A day. So do you think, like, I, I picture this as some, like, lonely old guy who just yeah. wants to talk to someone on the phone. Like, literally any time a plane goes past his house, he just calls them up. It's like, what, what's the flying bird doing in the air? Or he sees one on the television, he just gets confused. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ed Solomon, president of uh, DC Fair Skies Coalition. Sounds like a kind of bullshitty job, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like something the government made up to, to give... For jobs for the for the for the cronies, a group founded to raise awareness of residents' concerns. Mm. So he hopes the news of this one person's complaint doesn't distract from his group's argument. And in fairness, once again, this story had like another like six paragraphs of like substantive discussion of like oh how much noise is good for airports. I cut all of that out because who cares about that, Ken? I care about the one person complaining six thousand five hundred times. I picture him like the guy from Up. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing right now. He wants all planes to be flown by a balloon instead because it's quieter. 
Should the road isn't the world running out of helium? I don't know. Isn't that a thing? Is that the next news story? Or are we just no? That's throwing not it out story. there. Just Extra news there. story. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're running out of out of out of helium. How how will we speak with high voices now, Gar? I don't know. Where or, where will we get balloons? Balloons will be dead. Yeah. If you're listening, children, enjoy balloons while you can. Your days are numbered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, airport officials are working with residents to address the noise, but who cares? That's not the point. The point of this is the guy from Up is just ringing 18 times a day. <laughs> 18 a day, like. That's uh, like uh, what, like one, assuming it's about one and a half every waking hour, give or take. Although I work, as I said, you may have heard, I work in customer service. I don't deal with the public. Yeah, the poor people that have to answer. Yeah. All right, Joe, we get it. You're yeah. sick of the planes. But you have to take it seriously every time because like. Before I moved on to my managerial role. You're in management uh, now, Ken. Yeah, you're, I don't, you're the enemy. I don't deal with the public as much anymore, but you do get the same people ringing in all the time. And sometimes, like, like on a day, if there's, like, an issue that they're really, really upset about, you'll, uh, like, half the per- people on the floor will hear from them. They'll ring in, like, 20 times just to prove their point. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just go away, people. Leave poor customer service people alone. Maybe instead of setting up, setting up a commission to address, uh, address noise complaints, it's just send them a puppy. I'd, not, I'd like a puppy. I would like a puppy. Or a okay. small Asian boy. Uh, maybe that might be considered slavery a little bit. Well, but, um, what if the Asian boy consents? I guess so. But like, is he allowed to consent if he's a boy? I'm sure his parents can consent it for him. I'm going to go back up this rabbit hole before we go too far down. <laughs> We've already talked about hating Australians. It's it's been a big week as we look toward the summer blockbuster movie season, Ken. But while everyone is losing their minds over the new Captain uh, America Civil War trailer, or what I like to call Avengers two point five, yes, um, we're excited for a different reason. Even though we're going to talk about Captain America anyway. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that, Ken. Finally, finally, the moment we've been waiting for. We've been waiting six years for this. The anticipation is massive. Yeah, wait for this, guys. High School Musical four. Yay! It's coming. It's coming, guys. Uh, Disney Channel brings viewers uh, a love story from East High in the highly anticipated and long-awaited High School Musical 4. Uh, Disney first released the news of the upcoming film in 2010, titling the uh, the anticipated film High School Musical East Beats West. Yeah, so it only took them like six years to finally actually say we're actually, actually going to make it. Yeah, it's like they've been working on the script for this long. It's that important, Garrett. Duh. Is this, uh, this going to be a TV movie? It is. It's not going to be in theaters, and we don't, as of yet, have a release date. But with these Disney Channel films, you could renou- announce it yesterday and be in, on the TV by tomorrow. Yeah, they turn them out. Yeah, they really turn them out. Um, new installment. The new installment of the extremely popular High School Musical franchise will take on a West Side Story feel with complicated relation uh, complications of relationships and enemies between the East High Wildcats and the West High Knights. Those dastardly knights trying to take the championship from them and then the the the, the, the Wildcats win it every year and it's just like, blah. Soaring. Flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. If we're trying, then we're breaking free. Oh, breaking free. Sorry. Um... <laughs> A little musical interlude for you there. We, we, got, we got caught up in the emotion of High School Musical. If you don't like High uh, you see there are people who are like, oh, High School Musical, I'm too cool for High School Musical. Again, uh, I think we, we've firmly found uh, found in the show. We're not too cool for pretty much anything. Yeah, we have no pride or standards. No, we're like, yeah, High School Musical. I was still watching these films well into my late teens. Yeah, get your head in the game, Ken. Get your, get your, get your head in the game. 
Uh, I don't think we're going to have any returning stars. No, uh, there might be some cameos because, you know, those guys have nothing better to do, really. Yeah. Except Efron and... Efron and Hudgens are star. Well, Hudgens even. Like, yeah, okay. Tisdale's doing nothing these days. Yeah. Neither is Corbin Bleu. Uh, one of the characters is actually going to be Sharpay and the brother's cousin. Oh. And he also likes theater, but he's but he's a member of the soccer team, so... Oh, there's, there's their conflict, and they're like, oh, your, your theater is lame. And then it's like, but theater is my love. But yeah, his name is Campbell, and he's basically the new Troy. Okay. And they, they've, they, uh, as of March 1, they've issued a, a casting call for brand new, never seen before <gasps> stars. Is it for me again? Kara, you do look like you're 14 years old. I do look like I'm 14 years old. I'm surprised they gave you a job. It's like, uh, are you too young for get this out job? Of here, boy. How did you get in here, little boy? Would you like me to take you to your mommy? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a lollipop. Thanks for trying. But uh, no, no only returning stars, but I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of them popped up. Uh, except Zach Offering, because he's a, a real movie star. He's in Baywatch. He is. Baywatch the movie, which... Um, Has Dwayne in it, too. It's kind of ironic, because I won't be watching it. <laughs> uh, well, I probably will. You know, I always say this. I was like, I'm not going to go see that, but I'll be bored, and I, I want to go to the cinema, and it's the only thing in, and I'll go see it. Yep. But that's not besides the point. Ryan. Ryan was Sharpay's brother. The kind of really obviously gay guy that's not gay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I, I don't... He's never time to do anything. I don't even know his name. I know Corbin Bleu's name, but I don't know his. No, he did a bunch of like Disney Channel movies, TV movies, nothing special anyway. Uh, we've got a quote, Gary. We're fond of quotes on the weekend show. Yep. Disney Channel president Gary Marsh said in a public statement, High School Musical is a part of Disney Channel's DNA, i.e. Kaching. <laughs> it embodies all that we stand for as a way of continuing to, to embrace that heritage. Kaching. We are excited to announce the start of something new. It's like, uh... Like, you had to go there, didn't you? Of course you had to go there. That's the, that's a quote. Or not even a quote. That's the title of one of the songs yeah. from the first movie. They're getting their head in the game, Ken. As we launch a search for a new class of East High Wildcats to start in a, to start in a fourth installment of High School Musical. So, yeah. It's coming back. I'm surprised they didn't continue the cinema momentum because the first two films were on TV. But then they decided, obviously, to, since it was a massive success, to take the third one to the cinema. And that was reflected by his massive gross. Yeah. So I maybe I suppose without the stars, they might be like, eh. maybe they might do the same thing. They might do a new trilogy. And then, you know, as they establish the new guys, they might go for the. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a new trilogy. And then they'll do like a crossover film between the old stars and the new ones. And there'll be like a high school musical universe now. Whoa. That's a, it's going to happen. Everything's going to become a cinematic universe. Uh, director Jeffrey Hornaday is set to choreograph and direct a new film. He has previously directed Disney Channel movies such as Teen Beach and, not surprisingly, Teen Beach 2. Which stars, what's his name, Ross Lynch? Is that his name? Ross Lynch and the Australian one. Australian one. Mongrel? Yeah, that's why I don't know her name. <laughs> I don't dignify them with names. Yeah, this is, it's being written by Dan uh, Burnson and Peter Barisakini. Names. They're great with names today, Gar. Why can't people have, like... James White. Why can't that be your name? So we're just going to say uh, Dan Black and Peter White yep. are writing the film. Dan and Pete. Dan and Pete. Uh, they wrote the previous script, so I'm sure they'll have no trouble uh, coming up with something. They'll probably yeah. just write it on the toilet one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's that loosely plotted. There's no release date and it won't be in theaters. Oh, uh, yeah. Said. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, it was, again, like, you know, TV films or TV shows have special events these days where 
it's not in theaters for a run, but they might show it on its first broadcast in select theaters or something like that. Yeah, don't be surprised if we saw something about that. But uh, what's that? What's that? I can't hear you, listeners. You do not care about High School Musical Four. You're wrong. Fine. I guess we'll talk about Civil War then. <sighs> yep. New Civil War trailer drop again. It did, and the internet literally melted. Yeah, because up until now, everyone everyone knows that Tom Holland's new Spider-Man character will be in the film. Yes. But they yet to, they were yet to show any of him. I'm pretty sure he plays a relatively big part in the film. Yeah. It's not he's not in a cameo role. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty much in there as like as a full on character. Character Avenger. Yeah, but they they didn't include any footage, Ken, until now. At the very end of the trailer, he pops up. And so they go, ah! uh if you haven't seen it, uh you can watch it on YouTube. It's uh it's gonna pop up on your homepage because it's like the most watched yep. trailer in uh <laughs> quite some time. Uh he basically pops up this disarms uh Captain America to indicate that he's siding with Iron Man in this dispute. Which I disagree with because Team Cap hashtag. Hashtag Team Iron Man. Lame. You're uh, lame. Bill Playboy. We've, we've done this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, uh, Hashtag and, Team Cap. And like, I thought, like, like the funny part is like, hi everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. Cause he's like, he's like a teen boy. So yep. like, like, like he like totally takes down Iron Man. And he's like, hi everyone. And then like, <laughs> he's just totally unfazed by this huge, massive wor- world ending conflict. Yep. But uh, I didn't know this has a kind of a more authentic kind of stripped down version of, of the character yeah. uh, in terms of his uh, suit and stuff like that. It actually looks like it's made by a, from a tangible material rather than this like futuristic nonsense they had other yeah. people wearing. Uh, the Spidey web sh- he, it looks he looks to be actually uh, a kind of more classic Spider-Man with the Spidey uh, web shooter. As uh, opposed to like with his skin? <laughs> as seen in the 70s and 90s cartoon. Uh yeah, as you said, that's versus kind of the organic DNA kind of version in recent depictions. Yeah. In that uh, the spider bite led him to have in fairness, um, webs in his hands. Andrew Garfield naturally. used the web shooter as well, didn't he? Yeah, but he used it to harness. Did he? Sure. I, th- I can't remember. I, I remember specifically there a sequence where he tried to get the web shooting oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that- Tobey Maguire definitely had it in his body somehow. Yeah. Like, pow pow shooting spider spider webs. I don't know. I kind of like that because it, it shows like a like a real mutation. His powers come from the mutation. Yeah. But it also I also find it kind of hard to buy. And it's actually if you're a writer, it's really great because it's a really uh, easy MacGuffin in a, a script where Spider Man's you know saving the day and then his web shooter gets broken and it's it's uh leads to a uh, a bit of turmoil. So if for the writers, they're like yes. <laughs> Easy way out of things. Easy way out of things, exactly. Um, so uh, I suppose, uh, what are your opinions on a younger Spider-Man guard? Tom Holland's only nineteen years old. He's British. Yes, he like all superheroes these days. Yep. Spider-Man, wondering... Batman, at one stage, Thor. Well, you know, Commonwealth. Yeah, well, he's Australian. Commonwealth. Yeah, and if you include Commonwealth, which also includes Canada, pretty much like Deadpool. Yeah, I was watching the uh, the you know they have an Omens uh, sequel show now. Mm-hmm. I was watching that and it's like, oh, it's Damien in the future, but like, he's also British. <laughs> yeah, everyone's British. Yeah, it's like the new British invasion. It happened British invasion. Yep. Um, Ken did the Doug Williams head nod there for people who don't have X-ray vision and time travel skills. And if you don't watch uh, TNA wrestling, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that just rules everyone out, doesn't it? Yeah, more likely to have the bloody time travel people than the people who watch TNA. But um, yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, young Spider-Man. Yes, young Spider-Man. Um, I kind of think it's 
it's not a marketing ploy, but you know, at least it, you know it's a different character. Yeah. As opposed to like everyone else is an adult and like I'm an Avenger, blah blah blah. Yeah. Whereas at least he's doing a different thing for a different audience in a different way. Yeah. It's kind of like he's like the the the, the avatar for us. Like yeah. we can kind of relate to him because he's just like, what's the big deal, guys? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also smart in the sense that uh, kitties can relate to him, as in like kitties can put himself uh, themselves in in his shoes. Like that kid is Spider Man. He's not much older than me. I can be Spider Man. So. Probably in terms of the marketing and the and the merchandise, it's a smart move. But I I I kind of agree with what you say, Gar. It's also a new portrayal of the character that we haven't seen before. Because like, what happens when someone so young gets these godly powers thrust on them, and then you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Like I said. hope they don't like. That's what I didn't like. I I like Martin Sheen. I was like, that's the line. You know, yeah. don't shy away from the fact that that is the line. Exactly. Like Martin Sheen can deliver that line. Martin Sheen's like. The best man on planet Earth. He's my president. He, he's technically entitled to run for president of Ireland. He should, yes. He's an Irish citizen. Or dual citizen. But yeah, he, he could deliver that line. Because he said something to, 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 to the kind of, like, if if you have a great amount of power, you have a responsibility to wield it wisely or something like that. Just to like, say what great power comes great responsibility. It's a great line. Iconic for a reason. Okay, Randover? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like I like it because it's like it's a different take on the character. We're seeing like what would happen if like you or I got magic uh, magic powers <laughs> yeah. basically, um, and you know it kind of probably removes a bit of that broody uh, you know angst you know love triangle nonsense as well. Hopefully, just like a kid becomes Spider Man, what happens? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I don't think they're doing it. I think if he's being introduced in this film, that I assume his standalone film won't be an origin story, Ken. It won't. It's uh, due out for 2017. And like we've gone back to the well two times already. There's no need to reboot Spider-Man yep. from the very beginning. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. But uh, some other stuff in the trailer. We're, we're, we're getting a bit sidetracked here. Uh, uh, the battle lines have been drawn, Gar. And we're now, we now have a better idea of which heroes side with Cap and Iron Man, respectively. Everyone should side with Cap. Everyone should side with Iron Man, Gar. Boo! Steve Rogers is endorsing vigilante justice care. Uh, Iron Man is endorsing uh, rounding people up and branding them. Shut up. <laughs> God damn. But uh, yeah, the trailer makes it very clear who sides with who. Um, we also kind of see how the events of the Avengers, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron have led to Civil War through some kind of nice, uh, nice shots of, and interesting perspectives of the film's uh climactic battles basically they destroy three cities yeah people are sick shit of their cities being destroyed yeah uh iron man having lost his mind and gone too far and ultron thinks that the heroes should be governed and held accountable where cap believes in freedom 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 liberty and freedom surprise surprise yeah uh his main motivation clearly as shown as protecting his best friend bucky barnes who is now a fugitive previously known as the winter soldier hence the winter soldier uh so there uh, another interesting part of the trailer, Scarlet Witch is forced to take down Vision, or The Vision, some people call him. Mm. Uh, the, the funny thing is, the ironic uh, thing is that they uh, eventually end up marrying in the comics. Spoilers, Ken. Spoilers. Spoilers. Ken. I've read the comics, you know. Uh, who reads comics? There's the reason they make the film, so we don't have to read the comics and be nerds. Yeah. I've, ne- nerds. I've, ne- I've never been a comic guy. I find it hard. I, I can appreciate the art, but I don't want to go to the trouble of reading it. It's just too large an investment, really, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of money. Too many. Those books aren't cheap either. No. 
But uh, there's also a shot of what appears to be uh, an under uh, underwater kind of superhuman jail. Ooh. Kind of what you're alluding to. They're kind of rounding up to people who don't comply with their vision for Yeah, Ken, do you think that's justice. a good thing to do? Do you think that's good? Team Cap. Freedom. You against freedom, Ken? Yes, I am against freedom. Freedom cannot be unchecked. That's how you have villains. <gasps> Kapow. <gasps> but freedom, Ken. Yeah, that's a that's Gab in Civil War. Yeah. We have a few bits of other pieces like Frank Grillo comes back. He's an, he's kind of a, another kind of sort of villain from Captain America's past. Uh, a new and improved Brock Rumlow who who stars as cro- Crossbones, a protege of Red Skull, as you might as you might uh, have deduced by his name. Spoilers. Ant Man also appears. Yep. And he was he he went to he fought with um, Captain America's pal the Falcon in his own film. Yeah, but he also, uh, uh, oddly enough, based on that, he appears to Cyberkap from the trailer. Boo. But uh, yeah, we've been talking for about 40 minutes now. Yeah. Uh, on these sto- on these stories and and our stories, the stories of us, Karen. Yeah. So that's all the news we have for you for this week. We'll be back next week with another juicy batch. We'll be right back after a short break for Netflix. So stick around. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Now it's time for Netflix. Welcome back to the Weekend Show. Every week we plunge to the very bottom of the internet to find the best entertainment picks in the segment we like to call Netflix. Every week we give you two of our favorite things that we we gathered from the web, the spider web of Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. He's super young now, so you can relate to him. Yeah. So um, my first thing this weekend, um, Netflix's kind of tentpole series, their first kind of original series that was like, wow, look at us making shows, was House of Cards. Never heard of it. Yeah, sure. Have you ever watched any of it? I have not. Can you never? What do you watch? I watched the British one. You host? Did you? Yeah. Is it good? It's formerly a BBC series called The House of Cards. Yeah. They just took away the the. How original. But yeah, this stars Kevin Spacey and um, um, Robin White. Right. Formerly Robin Wright Penn. Sure. Married to Sean. Yeah, before they got divorced. Good for good for them. Divorced good. If uh, if you're not right for each other, I guess you have to call it a day. Yeah. But we digress. Watch yeah. House of Cards. Executive produced by David Fincher. Like the first season of House of Cards is really, really good. And then the next two seasons were kind of like kind of bug up bogged down and trying to be all like thoughtful and philosophical. When it was really just like just bonkers and silly. And like scandalous. Yeah, there's like here's scandals and, and freaking political maneuvering and, and scheming and and Kevin Spacey talking straight to the camera and killing a dog. And the southern draw. It's not a spoiler. It's in the first like 10 minutes of the first episode. He kills a dog. Why? To, to prove how ruthless he is. Okay. And he looks right at the camera too. So you're complicit in the dog's death. That's terrifying. It's, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. But yeah, the, the season four dropped, I think it was last week now. Uh, which is 13 episodes. Um, it's probably the best season since season one. There is, it's much better. So it's, it goes back to what they do well. It, so, they don't yeah. try and be thoughtful or kind of uh, like I saw people was like giving out that it's unrealistic. All its political stuff is unrealistic, and I hate that. It's fiction. It shouldn't be realistic. Doesn't need to be Ken. Fiction. Fiction doesn't need to be realistic because it's fiction. Okay. What do you have for us, Ken? House of Cards. Good show. Watch it. Back to basics. 
And Gar's loving it. Yep. Uh, I recent, I just watched this today, Gar, and I stuck it in my Netflix. Uh, it's a it's a fake. I should note deleted scene from Batman vs Superman starring Jimmy Kimmel from the Jimmy Kimmel Live YouTube channel. I don't know why you'd find it there, but apparently it is there. Um, yeah, during the week, Ben Affleck uh, guest starred on uh, Jimmy Kimmel as uh, as a way to promote Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. I don't know if you've heard of that film. It's only out in two weeks. It's a, it's a little film that they're, they've knocked together in the last couple of years. It's apparently like uh, trending to do extraordinarily well based on like early ticket sales and pre-orders. So but, uh, I didn't uh, think it would do that well because I didn't think there was a huge appetite for the film, but it's gonna do good money but basically the sketch is like a piss take on the fact that um there's like a a scene in the film where clark kent and bruce wayne meet and it's a really tense meeting because they both kind of know who each other are and like but they're in a room of people and then jimmy kimmel comes up and goes like you're superman aren't you (laughs) it's like no what are you talking about and then uh and then he's like and then at one stage he's like wait a second you're batman he's like no, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's kind of the whole sketch. And uh, there's a, a funny, f- funny Manny, uh, cameo from Matt Damon uh, starring as his character from The Martian, but also him in real life. Him, so, and, him and Kimmel have a long-standing beef, don't yeah. they? Yeah. There, like there was a long-standing uh, joke on the show where uh, Matt Damon was supposed to be a guest, but he gets cut <laughs> for time. And then uh, at one stage, he kidnapped a, uh, Jimmy, Matt Damon kidnaps jimmy kimmel and takes over his show for for jilting him so many times but uh it's just like i don't always enjoy jimmy kimmel's skits i think yeah, that he, sometimes they're a bit self-indulgent he, and he, he he misses more than fallon misses for example yeah but this one is really genuinely funny and the the nod to the rivalry with matt damon at the end is really funny so you can check it out on youtube on the jimmy kimmel live channel I was actually I watched one where he did a, a kind of ER spoof with George Clooney and Hugh Laurie. Yeah, it was terrible. This is not terrible though. This one is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, my second one, sticking with the YouTube and a YouTube channel, basically all of last week tonight's YouTube channel. Um, these these tend to do the rounds anyway because a lot of a lot of his segments go viral. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Because like pretty much every week, the Huffington Post and and freaking Vox. And all of these these outlets are like, oh, John Oliver eviscerates this, or John Oliver uh, uh, enlightens us as to X, or you know, every week that's just like that's it, that's their headline, and uh, they tend to go viral. Like the Trump one that did like monumental numbers, yeah. or Trump, sorry. So like the show itself is nearly uh, less successful than these YouTube clips. Yeah, the show itself is watched by about six to eight hundred thousand people a week. Yeah, like on HBO. But these YouTube clips do usually in the realm of five to ten million and over that's, their lifespan. Exactly, and that's the value of the show to HBO. And HBO actually don't, they don't put ads on the YouTube either. Yeah. They, they don't monetize that. I uh, suppose it's just to we drive. have like thirty views per video on our or less per video on our YouTube uh, channel, and ours are monetized. Yeah, it's probably just to drive people to HBO, I guess. Yeah, and their new HBO Live service, I think it's called. Uh, H- HBO now, yeah, now or go, one or the other. One of those stupid names. Yeah, where uh, every week John Oliver he does a kind of a deep dive into a particular topic, say net neutrality or FIFA or Donald Trump or um special districts. Special districts was the one this week. Abortion. Abortion was a big one last week. Uh, yeah, so he'll do a deep dive into these topics and talk about them in detail, and then they put that entire segment up on YouTube every single week. So yeah, there's lots of fun John Oliver content because John Oliver is great. He is great. He's so much better than Trevor Noah. Yep, on every level. Sam B is so much better than Trevor Noah as well. Trevor Noah's not doing a very good job. In fact, 
like if he had stuck around long enough, he probably would have been the new the heir to the throne, and the the Daily Show would have been better for it. Yeah, but he actually is better off as well because with a once a week format, you can have like a better gestation period for jokes, so the show is better overall. Yeah, where you're writing it every day, it's hard because you just have to come up with stuff, and it's it's his show. You know, you watch Trevor Noah, and Trevor Noah's doing John Stewart's show as Trevor Noah. Yeah, that was his biggest mistake, basically. Yeah maintain the his quote i can understand why he would do that because though in fairness any changes he's made i haven't liked yeah you know where he's like he's like standing yeah, he's or, doing a cold open now yeah i don't i didn't like any of it and they changed the theme song and i don't like the theme song yeah. so realistically any change he's damned if he does he damned if he doesn't yeah so yeah sorry trevor no <laughs> or john oliver trevor noah <laughs> hey whereas john oliver is actually tremendous on on every level ken last epic uh, sticking with the late night theme, Gareth, it's a bit of a theme with this week's net picks. It is, except I'm, House of Cards. I'm going uh, to pick one from the Coco, uh, Team Coco YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel. That's not region locked anymore, is it? It's not. You can get it on YouTube. It used to be, though, didn't it? Yeah, it's kind of annoying. God, stop region locking your videos. It's like, this is, this is 20, 2016. Like, the world. Like the way you had to hesitate because you. In my head, it was what still. What year is it? In my head, it's still 2015 sometimes. Yeah, it's only March. Uh, Team Coco's available on YouTube to everyone now. It wasn't for a while. And it's kind of annoying because uh, I love uh, Conan. It's 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 basically the YouTube channel for Conan and his his clips and his shows. Uh, it's just really annoying because it's like, it's like it's not really available here in Ireland as much anymore. Yeah, uh, TV Two not show it anymore. No, TV. Uh, one of our channels used to show it, but you do not show it anymore. And I like to watch it, but uh, there's a segment that Conan does called Clueless Gamer, in which he plays games again, usually against one of his producers, but uh, sometimes it's against famous people. Or famous gamers. Uh, and it's really funny because he hasn't got a clue. Uh, this clip I saw recently uh, is him playing UFC 2 with Conor McGregor. Boo! Am I allowed to continue, Gaugar? No. I know I know your objection to Conor McGregor. He's annoying. But... Because like, he's the only reference people know in this country anymore to make themselves look cool. It's like, oh, you look like Conor McGregor. Ha ha ha, young people, don't you think I'm cool? It's like, oh, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor. Did you, did you see Joe Dottie the day after he lost? Because he <laughs> lost. Ha 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 ha. But Joe Dottie is basically the Conor McGregor fan site. Yeah. And like the, the day after he lost, literally everything on the front page was a Conor McGregor related. Like all the trending topics were Conor McGregor. All the news stories were Conor McGregor. All the pictures were Conor McGregor. I was recently in Dublin, and like the 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 say the you know the trend of like suits and bow ties and like outlandish looking suits. Like every shop has like a Conor McGregor outfit for sale now because the, all the lads want to look like that. I saw like I look I saw like six guys walking around dressed like Conor McGregor. Terrible. But I uh, don't know what he's done to this. He, he's he's legitimized MMA in Ireland. It's the worst thing he could have ever have done. Because now people talk about it openly in the public. Like, MMA is terrible. It's objectively terrible. Yeah, this is not called The Ranch Show. Se- Segway. See, um, Ken Shamrock failed a drug test for that fight he had a few weeks ago. So he, he and went, so did Kimbo Slice. But he lost anyway, didn't he? They yeah. both lost, so... No, no, Kimbo won. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, they failed a drug test. Anyway, Ken, the thing you're recommending before you I start ranting. Thanks, Gar. Like every time I, rec- I, I I go on a point, you just like start off in a rant. Yeah. Uh, Gar's cranky because he's working today. Well, I'm tired, and he likes to rant anyway. Who doesn't like? I, I I like ranting. Ranting's fun. But uh, it's it's pretty funny because it's basically him playing Conor McGregor. But like in the UFC games now, you can make your own character. So they made one that looks exactly like Conan, and like um, basically Conan's tactics were running around the cage trying to get <laughs> away from him, and uh, he gets beaten conclusively every time. It's just there's something really bizarre about seeing. Uh, a replica of Conor McGregor 
uh, like kneeling on top of Conan, punching him in the face. <laughs> uh, so it, 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 it's a short clip, and it's just kind of funny because they have some good banter, and uh, Conan's really funny in these sketches. He he recently played one with PewDiePie as well. It's pretty good. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's if you search Clueless Gamer on YouTube, you'll find it. And they check out his other clips as well because he he tends to have good skits. Yeah. Conan has good skits, but Clueless Gamer is really good, really a really good one of them. And if you're into your MMA, this Conor McGregor one is really good. So and that, U- UFC too, the only place you'll ever get to see CM Punk fight. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Although apparently he's slated for two, UFC 200 now. Is he? It's been it's been booked. Has it? Yeah, but he'll probably come up with some excuse. Yeah, he was booked last time, and he oh, I need back surgery all of a sudden. He's being built built as Philip Brooks, which basically takes away all his fighting power. Yeah. Uh, that's anyway. That's it. We're we're getting bit sidetracked here Gar. but that's a uh, ufc 2 uh clueless gamer with conor mcgregor on the conan uh game coco youtube channel and it's funny watch it despite what gar says yeah i didn't say there's anything wrong with coco coco it, coco it doing mma we're never going to see that in real life but seeing it simulated is still really funny that's all the picks we have for you for this week we'll stock up again in time for next week after the break, we'll be talking our long-time obsession with Power Rangers, so do stay tuned. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TWSKK, Twitter at TWSKK, or search for TWSKK on YouTube. With the new feature film set to be released in March 2017, we figured we'd get ahead of Power Rangers Mania, and talk about one of our old childhood favorites, Ken, the Power Rangers. Woo! I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Yeah, debuting in 1993. Now that's 23rd season. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 16th separate season, because I think like the Mighty Morphin had three seasons. Yeah, some of them went more than one, yeah. Yeah. So um, Power Rangers has been a staple of children's culture for over two decades, providing the wacky Japanese violence that any good child needs growing up. You know, you kind of need a bit of Japanese bonkersness. Yeah. We'll talk all the things we loved about the old series and talk just a little at the end about what we want out of the new film. And if we don't get it, we will Twitter rage. We will. We will go on the show and we will give out if the show is still around, which the show will still be around in March 2017. Yeah. And beyond. Yeah. In March 2027, we'll be having conversations about Power Rangers. Yeah. The, the fourth Power Rangers spin-off reboot. <laughs> So again, uh, there, there's like staples of Power Ranger series, like series to series. Yes, of course. There's suits. Of course. Power Ranger suits. Some of them look weird. Yes. Some of the more modern ones look like... I think the ones that are themed around animals are usually the strongest ones. Yeah. Or like the, the ones With that... a few are, notable exceptions. That are, are relatively simple in design. Yeah. It's just like, here's the collar and kind of a design around it. As opposed to the more kind of finicky they become, the more like, it's like, I don't like it. Do you know what I don't like as well? Something that they've they've toyed with it in recent seasons. When um you know, they establish people like yellow and pink are for girls. And yeah. blue, and like but they'll have a blue ranger that's a woman and a yellow ranger that's a guy. <laughs> Ken is all about gender color coding. No, it's just like <laughs> women and pink are women's are pink and yellow are women's colors. No, but the reason they're doing it is just to be kind of PC and it kind of annoys me. Okay. Right over. Okay. So the, the, those suits. Do you have any favorite suits, Ken? Huh. Well, like like the the ones from the movie were really high fidelity. Yeah. Apparently, they were just going to have one, like the film was just going to be one long episode. And they were like, what's the point of making a film if we don't kind of go balls out? So like, 
they upgraded the suits. Like the suits were usually kind of like a cool helmet, but then spandex and gloves and boots. Yeah. But these ones were full on like uh, latex and uh, and like you know armored plastic and stuff like that. And because of the way the Power Rangers series worked, they could never use them again. Exactly. So they went back to the old suits, and then because the, the series continued after the film. And it was just never explained why their suits were suddenly crap yeah. again. Because Power Rangers is based on a Super Sentai in Japan. Yes. Where they'd cut the footage together using kind of like the action scenes from that show. Yeah. And some of the, the plot stuff. And they'd dub over it and then edit it in. Yeah. So, like, so they couldn't actually use the new suits because in, in the kind of the shots that they would take, they wouldn't make any sense. It would look different. Yeah. So th- I, that was a kind of a major drawback of continuing on after the film. Uh, but uh, the original series is so so good. Yeah. Well, good, good is probably good, <laughs> good is probably the wrong way to put it. Good in the sense that it's like maybe a bit of rose tinted glasses, but I think that the best Power Ranger uh, series just kind of stays through to, as you said, some of the main elements that make it good. Theme songs. Theme song. Theme songs is it's like the most important thing. Yeah. Sometimes I like to listen to them all. Yeah. On I'm, YouTube. I'm partial to Dino Thunder. Power Rangers. I like to rescue. Light speed rescue. Uh, yeah. Oh, Time Force. Time Force is a good one. I'm not a Time Force guy. I like space. Would you like to sing it for me? No. Can you remember it? No, it's gone out of my head. It was literally in my head as you were singing Light Speed Rescue, and, and then it, it, it went out of my head. But uh, I remember our video shop that used to be across the road from our house when we were growing up uh, occasionally had Power Rangers videos. Like compilations of episodes. Yeah. I remember we were in Tesco once. Yeah. And they had a Power Rangers DVD uh, videotape. And I so badly wanted it, but mom wouldn't get it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I threw an utter pissy fit over that. Did you get it? No, she stood her ground. Fair play, mom. Yeah. Well done. She was like, you're not getting it. Shut up. Well, I remember actually, I think we mentioned this in one of the Christmas episodes. One of the coolest toys I ever got was the Megazord from the movie. Yeah, the one with the, the, the spirit animals, basically. The five different animals that were like different Zords by themselves and could be combined into a Super Zord or, well, a Mega Zord. The annoying thing is Tommy's was sold separately, the Falcon Zord. Mm. Fuck damn. So yeah, theme songs. Other good theme songs. Um, Most of the new ones are terrible. They are. And recent series have actually gone back to the old Money Morphin theme songs. You're forgetting one of the best theme songs there, Turbo. Sure, yeah, Turbo. So which, uh, might, or Dean Ambrose's entrance music. <laughs> this is, Gar, you just read my mind. So yeah. WWE superstar Dean Ambrose basically has the, 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 the opening of the Power Rangers turbos is the exact same. Yep. <laughs> Mighty engines roar. Um, important element, Ken. Team up episodes. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. Like, that's, like, as a kid, that's as close to orgasm that you'll get. Yep. When when this, the, the Power Rangers in the previous series return to help the Power Rangers of the current series. And then... I think it started happening in Galaxy. The Space Rangers came back in Galaxy, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Galaxy had a good theme song as well. It did. Far, far away, deep in space. Nah, 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 nah. Anyway. I can't, that, that was a really bad rendition. Yeah, I don't know words. Words are, yeah. But yeah, team of episodes. And Ken, every so often they do like the anniversary episodes yeah. where they bring back loads of Power Rangers, like this Forever Red, where they yeah. brought back like 10 different Power Red Rangers. Mm-hmm. Even the Alien Ranger, which was never really a thing over here. There's some, there's some weird series. Do you remember the one where they they were witches or wizards or something? That Mystic Force? Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, or, or, or RPM where they have like 
cars or something. Yeah, or the or SPD where they're a police force, which kind of makes sense. But then yeah, SPD kind of works. It makes sense that they'd be a police force. But then their their boss is a dog. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's an anthropomorphic dog who becomes like there's like that's one element of the Power Rangers series. There's always an uh like just the, the core dog. set. Yeah, there's always like the extra one that has the special powers and the special morpher. And in that series, SPD, it was the dog. It was the dog. And his snout somehow disappears when he morphs. <laughs> yeah, perfect sense. Yeah. And uh, I, what I like about that, because their headquarters was the Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, anytime it's like, oh, shit, we're in a battle. It's like, anyway, like anyone working in admin in the SPD place, it's just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, team up ourselves. Fundamental can. Yeah, who's your favorite special ranger? Like the special extra ranger. Who's your fa- favorite one? I like the one from um space, the quantum ranger. No, that's time force. Oh, uh, not quantum, platinum. Something platinum like? or silver. He was he was platinum, but I can't remember what he was called. Yeah, but he had a cool costume. He did. Yeah, and any kind of silver Power Rangers costume, I'm like yeah. But the the quantum ranger was just a, basically a red ranger with a different helmet, which mm. I thought was dumb. He was even in the Red Ranger team of a uh, team up episode. Die. Uh, that's one notable change was that production for some reason moved to Australia and New yep. Zealand. So you, you you randomly just had like, I'm Australian now, mongrels. But they're trying to do, sometimes they try to do American sometimes, Yeah, that's the weird thing. Sometimes they do and in other series just like, just, you're Australian, who cares? Yeah. Um, the production value obviously notably goes down. And like, uh, the uh, Super Samurai, is that what it's called? Samurai? Samurai. Uh, yeah, the recent series have been like Samurai and then Super Samurai or yeah. Dino Charge and then Super Dino Charge. They're kind of broken into two. Yeah. But uh, Samurai is like, uh, they got, they actually went back to the original theme song. Yep. Um, I think it, it, that was around the time they transitioned back to the ownership to, for, from Disney to Saban. Yeah. Him Saban bought them back off Disney because Disney, Disney were like... <sighs> He kind of got sick of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're we're done with it. I'm sorry. And I was actually kind of excited when Disney bought Power Rangers because because Disney, Disney like owning everything. Exactly. But I th- I thought with their resources they could do something really cool. Like I wouldn't even mind it seeing as a Disney Channel show to see what they did with it. Or even, like I thought they might make a cool movie again, but they never did. This actually really kind of like we're, with the Muppets. They actually like took uh, like they only recently started making money with the Muppets. It's like they really dropped the ball with Power Rangers. They had yeah. Like, I would thought they would have like done a series with like five of their. Like Disney Channel superstars, yeah, like like what's Sunny with a Chance, Demi Lovato, and, and Ross Ross Lynch. That's what I thought they do. And then and and China Ann McLean is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Throw all them into a series, and it's like yeah, super series. I thought that would make sense, but it never really happened. But Disney really like like I Disney really dropped the ball. I think of Power Rangers, but um, yeah, transferred back to to Saban, and it's still produced in Australia, as far as I know. Yep. And Ken, going back to Team Up episodes, a very important aspect of all Power Rangers series is wacky explosions. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, Ken, in the Team Up episodes where they all te- they, they do like the, the mass morphing sequence. Yeah. And then the, the the smoke billows up in the background. It's like pink and red and blue. Yeah. And then the explosions go off. It's like, yeah! So one of my favorite explosions are when like like the, the monster would do an explosion and they all do that one where like their back is <laughs> to the camera and like they turn dramatically to the camera and fling themselves <laughs> onto the floor. The, the explosion happens like 10 feet behind them in the yeah. background and then they're in the foreground like with their back to the camera just jumping in the air. And like falling dramatically in slow motion. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Lucky uh, explosions. But I'm, I'm right in saying that Saban has sold the rights to Lion Gate to make a film but it's not going to affect their series. It's not going to cross over or anything like that. Uh, no. It's going to be separate entities. Yeah, they're, they're separate things. Uh, morphing can, of course, fundamental. Yeah, there's phrases and there's sequences. 
Gar, uh, here's a bit of trivia for you. Uh, the morphers for Power Rangers in Space had a, a, a code sequence to, to enable the morphing. Uh, like at a keypad, like a, a sequence of numbers to start the morphing. Can you remember what it was? 339? I think it was 331. Damn. I knew it was 33. I couldn't remember the third letter. Yeah. It's a rocket can. 331. Boo! It made that noise. Uh, Zio had keys. That was pretty cool. Was that, yeah. was that turbo? Turbo keys. Because yeah. it's like unlocking the car. Because it was shifting to turbo. I know the turbo movement. Because it's, uh, I, and you can't see me here. But uh, picture me holding my hands out, like it's the wheel of a car. They turn the wheel one way, turn it back, and then put the key in and turn the key. I'm not sure how that makes much sense because they're turning the wheel of the car before they put the key in. Yeah. And I, I like the way in Mighty Morphin, Ken, they pulled the morphers out of their butts. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like hitched on their belt or no, something. No, Ken, it was in their butts. <laughs> they held them up their bum so no one would find them. And like the, it was the, a security measure. I like how like like it was like a modern piece of technology, but like the power coins was what made it work, and they're like some mythical yeah. power coins. So then when they were destroyed, they can't morph anymore. Although in one of the episodes, uh, randomly the the old Black Ranger, uh, what's his name, Adam? No, that the Asian Zach. one. Zach came back, and his power coin was destroyed, and he but he morph to try and help the new rangers and they're like don't do it it's too dangerous yeah. you haven't got a power coin and he nearly died moral of the story again morphing is dangerous it is dangerous more phenomenal great uh megazords gary a huge hugely important thing yeah my favorite thing about the megazords though is like you know the scenes of the, uh, the megazords fighting the monsters yeah it's essentially children playing with their toys yeah <laughs> Because it's like these big cardboard cutout buildings that get crumpled when the toys get anywhere near them and like I like how like every series like the, the like going back to the start and it's still a thing today. They defeat the monster in a battle using either ninja powers or like a group weapon, and then they're like no, not, and make it grow to like tr- like Rita Repulsor, a thousand feet, the villain. Yeah, a thousand feet tall. Like they all go to that one move. Like why not make them grow tall in the beginning and squash the <laughs> power just step on the Power Rangers? Job done. But it would be really funny. like, Or if, like every week they send one monster. So it's like, let's send our whole armada. Exactly. But it would be really funny if like, like they had like all these fancy Megazords and then like that, the villain that you see is like, I don't have that power. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so like the whole thing is like, you defeat the, defeat the monster, then he grows, then you get the Megazord. But what if like the, the villain is like, I don't know how to make things grow. So like, <laughs> the, like the, the Megazord is just sitting there. Just starts pointing at things. Yeah, the Megazords is sitting there gathering dust because there's no need for them. Oh. Uh, Wild Force is a good one. Had a good theme song. Yeah, Wild Force was good. Wild Force, Power Rangers. Rangers. But yeah, these Wild cri- Force also, had, that was the season, what, the, 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 the Forever Red season. Yeah, they, the had, season that they had crystals with the animals in them. And if they had the crystal, they could they and could uh, uh, control the Zord. Yeah, and that was cool because the Zord was like, like 15 different animals but they combine in different combinations to form yeah. different zords yeah they had, lo- they had like loads of different megazords and like like you didn't just have the one for your animal for your color you had other ones uh the only thing about that is that it was one of the first seasons that they started using cg megazords yeah and i like my toys it looked hokey i like my toys fighting each other the, the toys are hokey but like in a kind of nostalgic way yeah the, the the CG just looks like, like close up on toys punching each other over cardboard buildings <laughs> yeah. and then explosions going off. The CG just, <laughs> just like looks fake as shit. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, Gar, uh, the original film is the pinnacle of our our existence as a childhood. Yes, it's a good film. It's a bad film, but it's a good film. It's one of the the only good things Brother Ed ever did. Yeah. Ed entered a, a there was a soda or a, a fizzy drink competition. Uh, if you're wherever you're from, uh, to win tickets to the new 
the new film and you had to design a Power Ranger. Yeah. And uh, he Ed ripped off Michelangelo from the Turtles. <laughs> yeah, he developed an Orange Ranger that had a staff, I think it was. I thought it was not, I thought he had nunchucks. He had nunchucks. I thought he had, I thought he literally ripped off Michelangelo. He turned yeah. into a Power Ranger. And his sword was like Stegosaurus or something, which yeah. was kind of cool actually. Yeah. Good uh, job, Ed. And he won it. And I remember uh our, our our dad had the tickets. The bastard. And he held it over held this over us for, for like weeks. He's like, if you, if you don't behave and get rid of those tickets, and we're like, Power Rangers movie, I'll literally kill you <laughs> in your sleep. <laughs> and I remember we were fighting one day and he uh, and uh he got out of bed. He was wearing only his tighty whiteies. I might add. <laughs> he's like Walter White. And he's like, that's it. And he like got the envelope with the tickets in it, ripped them up. And I remember us going, oh, <laughs> he actually did it. And we we're just bawling. Uh, uh, but like the clever bastard took the tickets out and just ripped up the envelope. What a cruel man. Uh, but that's pretty funny. But uh, the original movie, um, you still have it on DVD, don't you? I believe I do. Um, I'll watch it anytime it's on. Yeah, literally any. It's really dumb because, the, like, the the whole thing of the power, like, I, 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 like the like, a counter is like less than just just over forty minutes between when they lose their powers and when they get them back. And it's a, it's an eighteen minute film in the first place. What do you want out of it? I want like they talked about the great power to get their powers back. Means they this, fought the monkeys, they fought the dinosaurs, and the rock monsters. And the rock monsters. That's plenty of that's plenty of turmoil. They weren't monkeys, guards. They were They're flying flying bird things. Bird Tengu warriors. Learn your power, Rangers, guy. Shut up, Ken. But uh, yeah, it's just like it just seemed like uh, you're a ten poo warrior. <laughs> there wasn't enough, you know, strife to get their powers back, and they had those really dumb ninja costumes. The ninja costumes were lame. I'll give you that. They got their special animal animal powers, and then like their power coins were different with the new animals, but then their helmets were still the same. <laughs> as a no kid, idea. <laughs> even as a kid, that bothered me. Yeah, and the the big <laughs> climax, Ken. They go to space with Ivan Ooze, and in the the Megazord, there is a conveniently placed. Knee in the balls button yeah. that they deploy to defeat Ivan Ooze. Apparently, the actor that played Ivan Ooze is like a really serious actor, like did Shakespeare and all that. And he was really annoyed by the fact that uh, people just remember him from this film. Well, he sucks. And then later he said, Yeah, it was a bit of fun. It paid well. And I'm glad people enjoy it. But like, apparently, he's just like, I'm a serious actor. Take me seriously. Yeah. I'm a thespian. But, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's like it's dumb. It's really, really, really it's dumb. It's such a nineties film too. Yeah, it's literally like bundling up nineties into a bottle. Van Halen's in the soundtrack. That will tell you. Yeah, and they dive out of a plane because that's cool. At the start, and they go uh, rollerblading yeah. through the streets, doing like, tricks. Even like the the, the 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 fashion sense and all that. It's very nineties. The actually the film was actually produced in Australia, so that's the beginning of when that kind of relationship the beginning started. Of the end. That started, but uh, what are you expecting from the new film, guy? Basically everything we covered. Yeah, I want cool, cool costumes. I don't want any of this. Oh, they have powers, shit. There was an indication that there'd just be special teams with powers, and there wouldn't be any morphing or costumes. And I was I'm like, out. If there's no morphing or costumes, Ken, I'm out. I will literally rip up my seat in the cinema and throw it at the screen. Yeah, I want. Uh, that's lit. That's that's kind of my. I want morphing and costumes and Megazords and Megazords. Those those are kind of three make or break parts of the film. A good theme song would help. Yeah, the the team they've cool they've, suits, of course. Yeah, the team they've they've brought in, uh, you know, kind of young actors, unknown actors, yep. seems quite promising in terms of like they're like they haven't saddled us with like a Liam Hemsworth, and it's like you're in other things. I can't picture you as a part, you know. Yeah, they they've smartly kind of cast like well, smart because like they have to pay them less, obviously, <laughs> but it's it's smart in the sense that they cast them cast people who aren't kind of too associated with other things. Except for Elizabeth Banks, who was cast as Rita Repulsa recently. Yep. She's a big star. Uh, Lionsgate seem to be really committed to it, though. They seem to be putting a lot of resources into it. They seem to see it as a franchise. So hopefully 
Let's see good things from it. Do you want? Do you want to see old Power Rangers in it? Yes. Uh, like apparently a lot of them have like because obviously none of them are doing anything better. Yeah, now. very few Power Rangers have ever gone on to anything. Um, I'm trying to think of any. You want who had, who played Kimberly had a TV show for a while about horses. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, David Jason Frank did MMA? <laughs> he does MMA. Kind of. He, he's gone. He's come back to that show more times than he could probably count. Yeah. Uh, no. Johnny Young Bosch has had a very productive voiceover career. Yeah. So he's Good a for him. very successful voice actor. But uh, nonetheless. Some of them have gotten like fat and stuff, so you can't bring them back. It's kind of like the new Ghostbusters. Like, it wouldn't be complete without kind of a, a passing of the torch moment. So yeah. I hope they kind of have that At element some, in there. Some, like, Tommy is like the iconic Power Ranger these days. Yeah. So him being in there and going, like, good job, guys. Yeah. You can be. You, you're the guys now. Because I know three of the original Ghostbusters are in the new one to kind of do that kind of thing. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Bill Murray finally did it. But it took him years because, like, he resisted it for a long time. Uh, I think he just, like, like it took exception to them being the stars. He's like, that's just ridiculous. We're all old. Yeah. So like he said, he'd do it now. Uh, unfortunately, Harold Ramis is dead, so he won't be able to be in it. But uh, just kind of like you know, classic. Dan Aykroyd is nowhere near writing it. Exactly a classic. I think I think updates on the classic elements and just staying true to what people like about it. Because what what you're going for, you're not going for a new audience. You're just going for nostalgia. This film is for us. Yeah, it's for nostalgia. And for people slightly older than us who have children. Yeah. And they'll bring their children who, uh, who I did, they'll turn them into fans. Like, if you do it right, technically, it's just like five Iron Mans. Yeah. So don't awesome. fuck it up. And then they form together in a giant Iron Man. Yeah. It has a formula that works. Don't mess with it because people are going to see it for a specific reason. And if you don't deliver it, people will shit on it and will never see it. And you'll never make money out of this franchise. Yeah. And keep the knee in the balls button. Yeah, Just keep that fun. in. Exactly. And get the get Ivan News back. He's sure he'd love to do it. <laughs> yeah. You want to take us home, Gar? Yep. Uh, what do you want out of the new Power Rangers film? Do you still watch Power Rangers to this day? Do you still watch um, Dino Charge? They're on Dino Charge at the moment. Super Dino Charge. Yeah. Megaforce had another team up and stuff, but it was kind of lame. Oh, man. Because it was like, they build it as this, like, all these Power Rangers going back. Like, like literally 15 to 20 of them did. Yeah. But they were like, they were such a small part of the episode that I'm like, I, I'm watching this for them, not the new people. The new people are shit. They were in it for like five, ten minutes tops. Ugh. And it's just like, this is probably less, actually. And this, it's like, this is a jip. I'm out. It annoyed me. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a tangent. If you still watch Power Rangers, uh, if you plan to watch the film in a year's time, if you plan that far in advance, uh, let us know all that and any other thoughts at facebook.com forward slash KK or on Twitter at TWSKK. We'll be right back to say goodbye with details on next week's episodes. Come right back. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Okay, Rangers, that's our show for another week. That felt really good to say that. Yeah. So good. Thank you for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. Make sure to bookmark the link or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Speaking of iTunes, write us a review. I'm not going to do any elaborate plug this week. Just just write us a review, please. It. it helps. Just do it. I'm not sure anyone has. Yeah, no one's actually done that yet, <laughs> despite our constant pleas. Yeah. So if you like the show, let people know about it. Scream it from the rooftops, uh, but also preferably write it on iTunes. If you can't wait until next week for more weekend show, you can relive snippets of our best bits on YouTube. Just search TWSKK. 
And if you have a social media account, which I, do I doubt you do, I, I have one, but I'm special. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or find us on Twitter. Where can I find us on Twitter? At TWSKK. We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, Zordon. I think it should be our new national anthem. Next week, we talk the streaming revolution and how the influence of Netflix and Amazon are changing the game and the way we view television. We also ask whether having easy access to vast amounts of content is a blessing or a curse. Probably both. Next week, you'll find out. It's sure to be a swell time, so do join us and offer your own thoughts. Our theme music is by the very talented Mr. John. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.